There is a shift in focus toward a skill set that could pay off big time for students. The hands-on learning we're talking about is called STEAM. That stands for science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. All of those elements come together in a course called STEAM Champs. It's a camp for kids ages 6 to 12, created by former professional basketball player Nisha Butler. Nisha started this in her hometown of Brooklyn, and she has plans to expand it. But before we get to all of that, I asked her where it all started. How many years were you in the WNBA? Uh, well, years. If you blinked, you would miss me. Uh, <laughs> no, I signed a free agent contract. Um, I got injured, left. I went to Spain maybe four months after that, tore my quad again, uh, left. And that next year, I went out for Phoenix, um, broke my sesamoid, left. And then um, the other year, I played one full season in Spain and then came back and uh, tore my ACL. And then that's it. I retired. <laughs> Nisha shared something of a cautionary tale, something for athletes who may not consider what they could do outside the arena of sports. Now, she went pro in entrepreneurship. STEAM is one of her ventures, and Nisha started this with an even bigger goal. I attended Georgia Tech, so it, that is engineering school, and you have to, in order to graduate in a Bachelor of Science, you have to take a year of computer science. Um, and actually how it worked out, um, you know, playing basketball as a Division One athlete uh, is very difficult to concentrate on school. Like, I, people really need to understand our schedule. <laughs> um, similar to yours, but you're only 19, you know. Um, but when I went back to do my last year, I left my CS as an adult and I took it and I gained an interest in it as an adult without playing basketball. Nisha told me her dad first put the basketball in her hands. That's how they bonded. It was while she played overseas, though, that they began talking about how narrow some kids focus was for their own future. So her own journey with injuries inspired her to offer kids something different. A, the jobs were open. Um, people made a lot of money. Um, and, you know, it's a it's a it's a multi pronged problem in the sense that, yeah, these companies are majority white um, and they say they're doing diversity initiatives effort. And could they be doing more? Yes, they could. Um, and is it a big problem? Yes, it is. But the problems that I focus on that I realize is that sometimes oftentimes kids um, in our community get to a certain point and they don't have uh, the necessary fundamental training in STEM um, to either major in engineering, major in computer science, major in to be a developer, and they, and they struggle and they, they lose and then these jobs are left unopened. Nisha shared that black and Latina women make up less than 10% of jobs in STEAM, a field that could pay folks six figures. So I was um, uh, teaching my friends and family and cousins for free just to get them more because I realized representation mattered for kids. Um, and then uh, my dad, I played overseas in Spain. My dad was like, COVID um, really uncovered the problems um, in our education system and, yeah. and, and made it exponentially a problem. And one of the things he said to me, he said that, you know, we just saw something in the newspaper that if the kids don't go to school, they don't eat. And I was like, get out of here. And he's like, yeah. And he was like 78% of them. And I was like, it, it, it's something that you have in life that affects you that you just can't shake. You know, and I was like 78% of my hometown kids in public school. And I was fortunate enough to go to private school. Right. So 
our schools are completely different. Um, but I did play on the basketball teams of many of these kids that attended public schools, great kids, smart kids. Um, and, you know, as my peers in this effort of basketball, you know, to a lack of better word, they're not doing too well. Now, me and the hand, because I did graduate, I have been afforded education. Okay, like I'm in a STEM profession, but these other people, the percentage of them, even though they were great players and smart financially, um, they're unable to um, recover uh, from not going pro or just being women because women's sports or women's basketball is completely different. Um, and that stuck in my spirit. Like it's weird for a month or two while I was overseas in Europe and I was teaching over there and kids in general need, you know, STEM training. My dad said, you need to do it for the kids here. And I want you to do it for the kids in my old neighborhood. And he grew up in the South Bronx. And so of course I came home for um, Christmas vacation and he just drove me there. He didn't even ask me, he's like, we're going to my old community center. And we went there and I talked to the, um, the person in charge. And I was like, hey, this is what I do. I would like to bring it here. And they said, okay. And if they, you know, it was a lot of hoops to jump through, but we um, had two centers. Um, we did about uh, 75 kids. We had a hackathon. 99% um, of them were first-time coders, first-time robotics, and we do chess as well. Um, and the beginning of the start, they're like, oh, I want to be a police officer, a firefighter, something, whatever, and no gender, anything. But they were picking careers in that 28, $35,000 range. Sure. Um, afterwards, they're like, no, I could be a doctor. I could be an engineer. And we got this on tape. Like, it's super cool. Um, and I was all the whatever change it is. However, if, I, if one of them goes, you know what I mean? It, it's, it's a different in this poverty level in this underserved kids. And I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm coming from two folds. A, sports is my love. It's my passion. Um, and and it, But I think we're doing a disservice to these kids thinking that they're going to be, you know, professional basketball player when that's a 99% fail rate. We don't talk about it. It's like we only celebrate the ones that get out and uh, we don't talk about the 99% fail rate um, with 78% of the kids uh, are, are in poverty. So it just, I'm trying to be, intentional because I'm a hooper and I love sports. So I'm not coming from the academia world and judging people, you know, and saying that this is bad or saying that they don't know sports is great. And there's a lot of things that we can do it, but only in our community specifically that we think that this is a, um, a career choice. Um, and I don't see it quite frankly, in other way, we teach kids of all races. I don't see it um, in other communities, even though they love sports just as much. Mm. and play sports just as often. I had to leave, I had to do five vocabulary words from the New York Times before I can go out and play. Before I could even think about being on a team, my grades had to be A's. You know, like my parents would just put things uh, in front of me that I had to do. So I think my, the fact that I was good in basketball didn't change my, uh, I guess, my makeup as a kid as being education. And education can come in many different forms. Like this isn't necessarily mean you know, going to Georgia Tech or having a PhD, but it always was, okay, how, how do I have a profession that I can support myself and, and gain wealth? Like that's the American dream, not, not just working hard. Like they work really hard, um, but you know, wealth in our country with black and brown people is 8,000 compared to 150,000 per family. I mean, it's, it's just ridiculous, you know? Right. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I have to credit my family because they didn't even allow um, people with dissenting agreements for them to even reach my ears, you know, and that's what I'm saying. I feel like 
I have a responsibility because many of my friends on my basketball teams were, were, were raised by themselves. New York City says raise themselves, most of them, um, you know, and, it, and I just feel like, you know, I can relate. I can talk to them. I was friends with many of them. I get the love of basketball. Um, but I feel like, you know, and I see it like parents are pressuring their kids, you know, the, the heart of our soul and, you know, the fate of our family rests on you to play basketball. So a normal day with Nisha's camps includes this. In addition to um, coding and robotics, the kids learn um, chess. They play Scrabble. We went our field trip. We went to Hamilton last week um, to get a taste of the arts. And the, the reason why I'm intentional about putting the arts is because, again, I think that we as a people of color um, create um, and, and push forward culture, yes, right? We, yes, um, we do. Times, you know, <laughs> yeah, and oftentimes we don't know how to um, translate that into dollars. We don't know how to translate, or we're just completely one-sided without adding the tech. And I feel like it would be a disservice to kids um, in our culture if I didn't acknowledge nor support those kids because maybe they can do something. You know yeah. what I mean? With, if they had the skills too. So that's what our center kind of- I love um, it, I love it. Yeah, we were talking on the phone last week when you were taking them to Hamilton. And so tell me this, yeah. I imagine you hope that this becomes contagious across the country, right? So that other folks take up this whole notion that we, we must pass STEM or STEAM um, to, yes. to kids across the map because these are, are vital tools. And as you mentioned, everybody cannot be a professional athlete. Right, right. Yeah, I know we um, are in the process of doing our franchising model because um, I want to empower entrepreneurs that uh, maybe the neighborhoods I can't reach. I mean, this model works in the suburban and urban, um, but we would like, I would like to see it go national. Um, I think just as the head and in, in, in guiding mission and vision statement, um, to make sure that these um, kinds of programs are uh, in urban areas. I'm talking about churches, community centers, like be intentional about that. And um, I, I, I'm looking to empower um, our community um, and encourage them to do it, you know, and to be an owner and to be an entrepreneur and, and to help the kids in the process. This also emphasized why Nisha needed something else. As big as basketball has become, it wasn't big enough to promise the kind of living most professional basketball players made. When I graduated, the WNBA was in their first year and they were horrible. They didn't make any money. So it was never in my psyche, okay, that this was kind of like a thing I did because I love it. But I, I, I knew that a profession <laughs> is what I would have to have because it was never any riches for women in general overall. Um, so, but I do feel my background in being rated the number one point guard coming out of New York City, being recruited by every um, college team in the country, being offered to play in the WNBA my senior year of high school, um, being All-American, being Georgia player state of the year, being a rookie All-American team, leading the league in scoring as a freshman. All this, when I'm talking to kids and I'm like, hey, I didn't play 20 years in WNBA, even though, I mean, why would I? But I didn't do it. This is reality. So it, oftentimes, so the men, because their pressure and ego and all, they kind of like go into oblivion, you know what I mean? And then and, and they, because they, they don't have something to fall back on. You know, they thought I'm going to make 20 million in league. And if I don't make 20 million in league, again, these hoop dreams are in the prison yards. These hoop dreams are, you know, working or not having a job, living off the system. This is a reality and nobody talks about it. 
You know, so I feel with my athletic background, I'm not coming to you as a scrub. I'm not coming to you as like just the nerd on the team. I'm coming to you as a real baller hooper. And yet and still, I'm telling you that to be LeBron James, to go past injuries, to go past bad coaches, to go past everything that it takes to be a Michael Jordan is ridiculous as far as making that a career plan for our kids with 78% of them and only New York are living under poverty. It's absurd. Right now, a woman engineer, because these jobs are open, they will pay you the same or more because nobody has the skills in America. I see that if kids can see a representation of something, how can they dream to be it? And this is what I'm seeing with kids. You know, so I'm trying to look, this is what you could be. You don't have to go into this, this role, um, this cycle um, of the, it's, it's just horrible. <laughs> this is really bad. So Now, Steam Champs Camp ran from July through September, followed by an after-school program. And Nisha says it's all centered around a five-year plan for students. She wants this to be as ingrained as the notion to become a professional athlete. If they choose to go into be an engineer, an architect, or whatever, I feel so comfortable that they will be a professional, making a lot of money. That is the goal. By the way, special thanks to Nisha Butler. And to learn more about Steam Champs, check out steamchamps.com. And you know we have a frank conversation bi-weekly so you can check out the previous talks. But until next time, have a good one.